Hi, and welcome to Do As I Do, Not As I Say. This is Marco Bertozzi, and this is my first episode um, on this podcast, and it's come at an incredibly important time. Um, we're, we're obviously in the midst of incredible turmoil and um, social injustice, and we need you know, to focus on so many different topics at once. Um, but I had uh, the great opportunity of interviewing Badekara Dotte, a French student, um, graduated in Senegal, lives in Paris, and really fascinating story. I really enjoyed the interview. And um, as as you know, this podcast is about people's experiences from leaving school and going into the advertising industry. Obviously, uh, this is Blackout Tuesday and um, at Spotify, we are taking the day to really focus on the topic of black history and culture and racism and um, educating ourselves uh, on this topic. So actually, this was uh, a really great um, half an hour or so spent uh, on this topic uh, and I'm excited to you know share this with a broader audience so hopefully uh, other people can sort of sit, uh, learn from these experiences. Um, this will be the first of a number of um, people I, I talk to so uh, sit back I hope you enjoy it it is the first one I've ever done so there might there is one bit where we have a nice little clunky join um, as the system shut down on me but other than that uh, sit back and enjoy and thank you for listening So, good afternoon and welcome to the first in a series of podcasts exploring the stories of individuals who left school and have tried to enter the advertising industry, uh, some successfully, some some not. Uh, it's called Do As I Do, Not As I Say. And uh, why did I call it that? Well, I think too often as an industry, we, we do talk a lot, we say a lot, we give a lot of advice, um, but we don't necessarily act. So I wanted to change the discussion and listen to those who did get on and do it uh, and hear from their experiences. And, you know, in doing this and having these conversations, perhaps others doing the talking can then learn from them. So that's really what this is about today. To start with, for my first episode, uh, so I'm excited to, first of all, have got going and secondly, um, to start with someone so interesting, I'm talking to Badikara Dotte. I hope I, I pronounced that correctly. That is correct. Um, great. Born in France, uh, graduated from school in Dakar and Senegal. Uh, Badikara's got a really interesting uh, story. He's traveled a lot. He's lived in different places, uh, but also decided that university wasn't necessarily the route for him. And has since written about this topic and... Um, you know, being an advocate for how the industry can change. So uh, no one better to, to start with. And, and we can, we're going to hear his story today. So welcome, Barikara. Well, hello, Marco. Thank you for having me on this chat. Yeah, great. So, um, so little did I realise as we planned this, um, the, the, this first podcast, that we would be in, you know, frankly, such horrendous times. 
Another, we've seen another senseless murder of a black person by police. We've got protests and riots across the world. And in the US, we obviously have a president that's seemingly incapable or unwilling to calm the situation. Today is Blackout Tuesday. And at Spotify, uh, where I work, we've, we've all taken uh, time out and away from work today to try and educate ourselves on the topic of racism, on black culture, on history, and how we can all learn to be better allies. I'm pleased that I could spend some of that time with you today. Mm -hmm. um, so before we talk about you and your journey and, and obviously the original point of this podcast, um, if you don't mind, I'd be really interested in, in terms of how you're feeling about what's going on in the world right now and how you're mm -hmm. reacting to it, uh, you know, in terms of what, what you're seeing and, and doing. Yes, of course. Um, I mean, looking at it from a French point of view, uh, from a French black person point of view, I see the United States at what could possibly, I mean, the whole situation, the riots and everything, what could possibly happen in France. Because the fact is that in France, we've been having similar cases of what happened to George Floyd. The fact is that systematically, the government and the media, they are trained to criminalize the people who, who talk about police brutality and racism openly. Um, um, what happened to Joe Flom was on Monday. The Saturday before that, we had a French artist called Camelia Jordana who openly spoke about the racism and the violence of police against um, the community that live in the suburbs. And directly, um, our man minister of interior in France um, called out um, this artist and said she needs to face um, justice for what she said because she cannot talk about the police like that. And the police filed a complaint against this artist. And this is systematic, systematic in France. So I'm really looking at it and, um, with my, my, my eyes open and my mind open and trying to think how can I, as um, an advertiser, as someone who writes a lot, I write a lot of articles, how can I try to make things change in my in my country? So today we will have a protest in France um, for a similar case that happened in 2016, and still there is no justice for that for that case. And I will be um, in the streets, um, the 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 protest. Well, that's um, I, I guess first of all, I you know we. I think it's great to to hear that you're going to be on the streets. We obviously wish you to stay safe, um, but uh, I think it's it's great to hear that you know you're being active and uh, out there. I think um, you know we're we're all trying to absorb this, and 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 to me this is you know this is why today uh, is the start of something really important around education and understanding history and and. Um, how we can change things, and I think, you know, if I if I just make a little link um, between kind of what you're talking about and what's happening around us, and and what the point of this podcast was, um, I find, you know, we still in our industry still have a very kind of graduate centred culture as far as uh, recruitment policies are concerned. We we still have a long way. To 
so one of the um one of the purposes of of this podcast was to look at how um you know that our industry should be thinking about school leavers uh, and not so graduate centric in everything they do so um you know one of the things i see is that by always focusing on graduates we are applying an immediate filter to the diversity that we have within our advertising industry so you know i think this the what's going on around us at the moment and this topic are connected in that you know there is just by definition we 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 are able to search in and hire a, a fine of a, a far more diverse talent pool into our industry if we don't just look at graduates and so you know that's where we want to start today and and uh, hear from you and really understand uh, how you thought about your career progression and how you thought about education. So, um, you know, maybe let's just start there. And if you could sort of talk us through about your decision on, you know, going, um, you know, after school and not not completing a degree and what were the factors in that and how did you think about it? Mm. At first, um I was studying biology because of um, the advices from my parents and the teachers at school. Um, because in French high school, um, when you come into your second year of high school, you have to decide if you want to go into science or economics or literature. And literature, and you, have, you also have a marketing um, courses, but the marketing is viewed as, how can I say that? as the people who failed to go into science or economics, they basically yeah. go into marketing. And it has a bad reputation. But me, I knew I wanted to go into marketing. But they just told me, no, you have good grades and everything, just go into science. So I mm-hmm. went into science. I graduated from high school to science. And after that, I didn't know what to do. So I basically just applied for a bachelor into biology. And after one year doing that, I realized that I could not keep on doing something that wasn't meant for me. So I went into uh, marketing and communication. But now in marketing and communication uh, university, that was a little bit different. I was really, um, I, I was, I, I wanted to learn. So I was always in class, always in first row, always at the library, reading books, um, watching videos on uh, on uh, of of uh, digital marketing everything i was really learning mm. and i had good grades um because of that of that discipline but when came the point of looking for internships that's when i realized that i came with a disadvantage compared to my other classmates because all of them for most of them it was all oh, my my dad he has a contact in south africa i'm going to do um, digital marketing for them. Oh, my mom, she knows she, she's going to place me there and there and there. My dad works uh, for the army. My mom's work at the airport. So I didn't have nobody to look for in the industry. My teacher... So is that, mm-hmm. Sorry, so so is that something you've seen a lot? That um, and, and it is a, an important topic about, um, you know, and often internships are seen really as just you know family members and friends finding you know finding work for people they know and and uh, or maybe related to is that something you saw quite a lot of yeah i see that i see that a lot and when i hear from the experiences of my friends who are into finance or 
um, I don't know, studying law or everything, they have the same experience looking for internships. It is really about who you know. Um, but I don't, I don't blame people for doing it because when I can't do it for, for my friends or whatever, I do it. I remember my sister, she's, she's um, studying translating, translating um, yes. in, yeah. in the law and economic field. And she wanted a, a, an internship at the ONU. And my best friend, his dad worked at the ONU, so I make the link between them. It, it didn't, it, she didn't have an internship because they didn't have a position at the time, but still, I made the link. So I think it's, it, it's something normal to help your, your, your relatives. But we have also to think about those kids who don't have the same um, opportunity, the same contacts, and help them. And thankfully, my, my, my uh, university, all my teachers came along um, because obviously I showed them throughout the year that I was someone who really wanted it, that was really working hard. So my teacher, they gave me contacts and, I, and it landed for me for, to an internship. And what, what was your uh, experience of, of the looking for your first internship? And, and I mean, let's, you know, today's obviously... Um, a very specific day that we're recording on this so maybe let's combine a couple of topics and you know do you feel it was different um, as a black student versus you know maybe some other uh, other interns you saw do you do you feel like that process was different for you definitely definitely because the story of this internship it was um, so I was doing a two years technical degree so to graduate from that technical degree I needed this internship, no matter how, how good my grades were. And mm-hmm. I was, I was, at the, I think I was the number one student of my class, uh, just, just by the grades. But everybody went on an internship and I remained at school because I didn't have one. Now, I don't, I mean, I've, I've sent a lot of emails. Uh, I, I applied to, to internship offers and none of them led to an, an internship at the time. So it was humbling first. Because I had to mm-hmm. think like, oh, maybe I was too arrogant. Maybe I, I thought I was untouchable because of my position, but it really didn't matter. And then I kept on training. I kept on training. And there, this one uh, teacher, it was my law teacher, someone I learned a lot from. He told me, I know you're going to hate to hear that, but you have to hear that. He said, because in French, we can put all our pictures, uh, personal information, age, address on the on the resume he said remove your picture i have three first names i have badekara i have francois xavier which is really french and gabriel as well he said use either your second or your third first name change your address because my address is located at in the we just moved into the north suburb suburb of paris and it's it has a bad reputation he said, remove your address or change it for something, maybe downtown, and go ahead, go again. Like, hiding my identity. Mm. And when I did that, I received way more positive answers. from Sometimes from the same internship I applied, I received positive answers. So that was really shocking. Wow. Okay. That, that was really shocking. Yeah, that is shocking. Really shocking for me. But he told me that that's just the way it is. It's a... It's a reality that in France, we still have that discrimination when you're looking for a job or a house. We still get that at some point. 
How did how did you feel about? Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, you, you'll tell us where you ended up and so on. But like, how did you feel about those companies? You know, that maybe gave you an opportunity when you had changed all those details. We would you, like. How do you think about those? Are you still prepared to work for them? Is that as as your lecturer said, it's just something you know that you're having to deal with. But how do you look at that? Uh, I, I felt like it was it was unfair to be being judged just on those details and not the work I could bring to the to the company. Like I'm talking about companies. Sometimes I've had um, an internship interview by phone. Um, not a visual call, but just a regular call. And mm. there was this contact, there was this feeling, they were looking forward to work with me. And when I sent my resume, then they answer, oh, no, sorry, don't have the good profile. So to me, it was really unfair. And But I told myself, you know what? I don't care if they don't want me as my whole, um, my whole person because I cannot take this mm. away from me. So I rather, uh, I rather use it and go with my whole person into this industry. And thankfully, I landed a job with uh, someone that I still work with now as an independent. And she told me this. She told me when I came into this industry, it was the same for me. Um, you know, being a black woman, she was a black woman, um, you don't get as much opportunities. So I told myself, if I'm in a position where myself, I can hire people, I will first look for black people and that's just the way it is i, I entered this company it was full the direction board was full of black people and that was that was really great so i mean pretty depressing uh listening to that as well but also um i hope to to those who you know want to do better and know they can do better hopefully inspiring to make them you know think about this and i think recruit recruitment and sourcing is you know is a huge topic in this is there like uh, how would you what would your advice be in terms of those sort you know those people that let's say are you know meant to be entirely unbiased as as maybe sourcing teams in companies and uh hiring hiring teams what what kind of, what advice would you give to them i think the real the real thing is to look at diversity as a as a benefit as a as a tool for your company because mm. when you expand the the visions of the people you work with it gives you way more uh, opportunities um talking from a strictly creative point of view from a, in the in the advertising mm. industry for example if you want to work towards the black community or today is pride um it's, it's the pride month so if you don't have people that you know are really concerned about those topics you might commit this little mistake that can really 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 impact your 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 image your brain image and that is something you don't want to so you have to work with the people concerned in your ads in your campaigns and everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, we, you know, when we think about this at Spotify, our, our job is to reflect also all of those creators that we have on the platform and the teams that, you know, work within the company. Um, that has to be our goal. You know, we have to be as diverse as the musicians and the podcast creators and mm -hmm. 
that that we that we have on the on the platform once um so this was your first internship i i don't want to jump in too much so tell me you know maybe just tell me uh, a little bit more about the the rest of your journey and then we mm-hmm. can probably go back over a couple of mm-hmm. different questions so after this internship um i mean the internship was great it was really a good experience it was into the basketball industry and i played basketball growing up so i used to see some people that i looked up to and worked with them so that was really great they gave me a lot of responsibility they listened to my ideas i get the opportunity to try them so that gave me a lot of confidence into what i could do in in this industry and after that i started um i went looking for a bachelor into this um advertising and marketing school in paris because yeah. to put, to to study marketing and advertising you have to go into private school in paris you cannot do that at regular universities um you have to wait until the master's degree so this was why you were you were still in the in- internship mm-hmm. and then you were st- studying yes. at the same time yes absolutely and but okay. the the fact is that when i entered this this school so it was my third year I entered it in my third year and um my teacher they warned me they told me our technical degree is really intense you learn a lot it's a lot of classes long days you learn a lot when you go into those private school the first year you will see that you have an advance compared to the rest of the students so don't don't be surprised i was prepared for that but it was really 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 i mean shocking for me um because i was really really in advance with those people and i was paying for that so, so that in, in my in myself something was wrong something was wrong and um the administration they're supposed to know about it because they know obviously where those the students come from but they still put me into this training stuff before the classes start and it was um to get myself on the same level as their student and i told them but if you look at my degree at my technical degree you know that i have an advance compared to the students they didn't listen and i still had to pay it was 700 euros um for a five days training camp where i absolutely learned nothing so directly even before the the, the school start i mean my relationship with the administration and the school director wasn't wasn't that great I said I don't know how it, how this this is going to be but I don't feel that I don't feel it and the um, the rest just approved my thought I mean the the only good experience I had from from this school is that I had to meet people from the industry every week we had this workshop classes with a I don't know head of communication at uh, Balenciaga and Kering and then the next week it's somebody from another industry so I get to network a lot talk with people get real insight about the 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 industry the, the advertising industry and that was that is something that I really 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 uh, enjoyed being at at this school uh, yeah okay so um so you you decided mm-hmm. to leave yeah. is that correct you decided to leave um what did you what what were you doing next um when i when i left um i didn't know why and where i was i was going to to go but um, then i looked for other 
other bachelors and maybe master's degrees um, because um, the, the fact about private school, private communication school in, in Paris is that the only degree they give you is the master's degree. So you have to go to the five years process. If you leave at the end of the bachelor and you want, and you want to move back to university or into another school, they might not recognize the three years you just done because you have no degrees for that. Hmm. And um, luckily for me, um, this was the first year this school, this school, they delivered an actual degree for the three years. So at the end of the third year, I had my um, bachelor degree. Um, so I said, okay, now I have a bachelor degree. I have a technical degree. Do I really need to go into a master's degree? Because that's what everybody do in, in this industry in France. They go for the five years master's degree. And I was like, I, I'm not going to learn that much different from the master's degree. It's basically long internship of 12 months. Um, or we have this system where you go two days at school and three other days you are into the company. So I said, it's just basically mm. training on the field. And I can do this by myself. So I just, um, and I had this great relationship with, the, uh, with this lady from my first internship. And she was an independent as well in basketball industry. So every basketball event where she needed a community manager or an assistant, she called me uh, and I get to make my first step into the uh, communication industry in France. And building from that, I just started to see many opportunities for myself as an independent working by myself, um, handling contract with uh, in companies and, and everything. And for me, that is something I like to do. So, so you stayed uh, sort of working, I, I guess, in a, in a kind of entrepreneurial mm -hmm. way yes. since then. And uh, so, you know, what, one of the things that we were talking about is, you know, how the industry views, you know, people who, so you say, like, most people have done their five years and um, you kind of exited sooner than that. How do you feel like the industry views that? Mm. Uh, that, in terms of, does that put you at a disadvantage, or once you start working and start having that experience, it's kind of it's forgotten. Often people talk about you're, you know, you're as good as your last, your last experience. So I just wondered, uh, yeah, what 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 you saw um, in that relation? I mean, surprisingly, it is not that bad. The only point is that my my. Um, ex-classmates who are now into internship, they get more opportunity from big companies than I do. Me, I'm still looking, working with mm. small, medium-sized companies. And every time it's because I know somebody there I've worked with or she saw my work on social media or everything, and then I can learn uh, work from there. But my, my classmates, they benefit from the fact that they are still in school um, the, the school has a great reputation so this goes first where do you come from what, what, what degree, what school do you come from oh okay I know this school, okay come but when I introduce myself and I say I'm, I do not come from any school in particular, I'm working by myself then it's not about where do I come from, it's about what have I done before um, mm. uh, previous experiences um, work, what, what, what can you do and show me the proof of that. 
So as well yeah. as looking for contract here and there, I started to launch my own projects. Um, I write a lot. I write articles. Um, I created a media company so that I can work on my editing, um, designing posts. Um, luckily, soon enough, I'm going to start working on campaigns, um, the campaigns for social courses, obviously. Um, but I will treat them as real mm. advertising campaigns just to be able to show people that I can do this. And I didn't need a, a master's degree. So it's more about building my own portfolio. Um, but the, the industry is really looking for the, these kind of profiles. Yeah, so I, I guess, you know, what I'm hearing is if you don't necessarily have... Now, you did do yeah. some education, so that obviously uh, gives you some uh, some support. How how would you imagine things would be um, if you had not, you know, if you had left and not gone to university? Like, how, how it, mm. does that make it very difficult, almost impossible to get work experience or... Uh, do you, you still think it's capable? And, and and what advice would you give if you think it is, you know, those things are possible? What advice would you give both to those trying to get into work experience without a university degree? And what advice would you give to the companies about like what, why it's a good thing? Mm -hmm. Obviously, we talked about the diversity element, but what else do you think, you know, those kinds of candidates think, bring to a company? Um, from, from, first of all, from the student point of view um not going into university right after high school and trying to get into the industry um uh, it might be tricky because we're still very young at that age and you may not be sure about mm. what you want to do my, my little brother actually didn't went into university after high school um he he, he graduated last year and he's still he, he's still looking for what he's he's going to do so my parents they are worried Every time they, they ask me to call him, talk to him, talk to him, talk to him, please. I said, look, he has to get his own, own experience. He has to go there, um, learn from his own experience. I can give him all the insight I've had from my own experience, but this is just words. He needs to get like the real experience. He needs to get places that he used to think maybe it was the good place for him and then discover that it's not the good thing for him. So... He can learn and build himself and visualize his career in the industry that he wants. So for those people who do not go into university right after high school, I think the main point is to, to build yourself to the vision for your career. That's the, the hardest thing to, to do when you have maybe no one to look for in the industry. So you don't know what it is about, really. Yeah. You don't know who to call. Um, how to apply, etc., etc. But what the advice I should uh, I give to those people that today um, companies they, they 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 show a lot of the behind the doors on social media. If you go into LinkedIn, you hear people telling you about the the, rec the recruitment uh, process, the recruiting process. Um, they tell you about how came the ID for this campaign um, and all that. Oh, even on Instagram, you have agencies that shows 
how they came uh, with, uh, with the whole campaign of this and this project. So you can learn from that. And you have access to all those um, work, workshops online, masterclass and everything on YouTube, um, everywhere. So you can learn from that. And then you just build your own portfolio. You just figure out what you like, what is your passion. Outside of advertising, for example, what is your passion? So if I take basketball, then you try to, um, if you if you on the creative side, you go looking for for image, you edit them on Photoshop's and everything, so that you can build your 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 skills on that. That, that. it's in, it, it's interesting. Sorry, it's interesting. It's interesting um, that you say that. It's one of the so you know uh, one of the inspirations for. For doing this was uh, I work with a charity mm-hmm. in the UK called Speakers for Schools, where they they invite me to come in and talk at um, uh, public sort of state schools, as we call them, um, across the country, and and sort of talk about a career and advice and so on. And you know, it's one of the things that I say to you know the 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 they're sort of 16, 17, 18 year olds, and. I sort of say, like, first of all, when it comes to research, mm-hmm. there's so much information out there that can help you create a better email or a better interview or, or whatever it may be. But also, um, it's never too late to start being visible uh, on sort of professional networks. Now, I know we we mm-hmm. kind of were, were introduced on LinkedIn. Um, what what would you say to a 17-year-old who thinks perhaps that they don't have anything to add or... They don't have much experience. They maybe have, you know, work experience of a nor- more, you know, normal kind rather than sort of professional kind. Like, what what's your advice about how to think about social media when you're planning ahead? Um, you know, like, how to introduce ahead? yourself on social media? Yeah, how how best to use it? Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's okay for me to use LinkedIn mm-hmm. because I've been working for twenty years. But I talk to a lot of kids that are like, I don't know, you know, what would I put on there? How would I, how, how would it be useful when I'm 17, 18 years old? I just wondered how early you started to see the benefits of something like LinkedIn or uh, and, mm-hmm. and used it to oh, help you. We, we, we also have um, this kind of issue over here because, first of all, French people, they tend to, um, they are not really friendly about social media, about having yourself out there and just um, um, make it mm. visible for everybody um, to see what you're doing. Um, it's it's a lot of us young people. We do that a lot, but um, professionals in the industry, sometimes you can, you, you can talk to a C-level pe- person and he tells you he doesn't have a, a LinkedIn profile yet. Um, so when I was in, in mm. school, um, thankfully for me, I had, I've always worked besides of school. So I had, things to put on my resume and on my LinkedIn profile. But my classmates, they didn't. They were mainly focused on school. So they didn't know how to introduce themselves out there. And it's basically about, uh, first of all, telling your journey. Because when you decide to skip university and go straight to the, to the, to the industry, you are different. You are different, and people like like you, like what we're doing now, people want to hear about this difference in order to make things better. 
and and work better in this in this industry. So just telling your journey how how you applied for something, but then you didn't get the the answers or. Uh, you see a lot of these posts from students, they apply for internships and they get no answers. And you have these posts from people in the industry saying, mm. oh, we received um, this um, application for our internship offer full of, of um, grammar mistakes and everything. And I just sent an email back to that, that kid and saying, listen, there's a lot of people um, applying for this internship. So make sure you read and you reread your, your, your mail before you send it, but you have a good profile, so I'm gonna give you an interview. And when you read all that, it just gives you motive, motivation. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't have anything to put on LinkedIn, you can still go out there and learn from the people who are in this industry. You can see the process, uh, you can yeah. see everything basically, and you can ask questions. People are open on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great to hear that because that's exactly uh, the sort of sentiment that. I've been trying to talk about, but I think people are, you know, younger, mm-hmm. younger people are obviously nervous about and, and sometimes lack confidence and, you know, don't feel they have a worth. I've, you know, I've always written a blog for many, 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 many years now. And, um, you know, one of the things I'd say in schools is like, you know, exactly what you were saying there, your experience, no matter what, what, what it mm-hmm. is, someone might want to learn about that. You know, as you say, how you're applying for businesses, what did you learn? Maybe you got your first internship mm-hmm. and people want to know what that's like. I, I just think it's a great opportunity for, for learning. So um, I just wanted to end on uh, uh, one question for you around um, the industry. So, you know, you, you, you have, I know you're, you know, you're, you're kind of active in trying to push the agenda of diversity within the industry and, it's obviously something very important to you. What what are your observations about um, what you're seeing going on in in the industry on on this topic? And um, you know what what would you like to see change? What what would you like to see mm-hmm. the industry do more of? Okay, to, so to support this I'm topic? I'm very happy that you end with this question because um, last year um, around this time actually I was. Um, I, I had the, the chance to attend the Cannes Lions on um, on an internships that I that I got, and I was on the I don't know if if you were there, maybe you saw you saw that it was a a beach called uh, Inkwell Beach. Okay, okay. Uh, I was there. Yeah, it was, no, so it was basically well. um, from the Cannes Can Diversity Collective. They wanted to create a place to talk about all the diversity issues in the industry. So it was about racism, about sexism, about ageism. And every day we had a specific topic with people from the industry coming and telling their, sharing their stories and how we can make the industry a better place for everybody. So that was a really good experience because Mm. at that time, it was my last internship. Uh, I left school right after this. And I learned, I've learned a lot about how it was um, behind the doors um, into these advertising agencies and everything. Um, how you can face, like, you could face um, sort of discriminations or maybe just a few words said by your colleague or your your so your manager or something that makes you feel uncomfortable in the workplace, and you don't know how to. 
um, answer that, how to deal with it. Um, because you feel like you, you, you are alone. Most of the time it was that case. You feel like you're alone and you don't have people to look up to. So the main thing is um, today to create a safe place for everybody in your, in your, in your company. And when you're having meetings, um, when the decisions are taking, um, make sure that you ask for the, for the point of view of everybody sitting in the room, even the intern we just it's it's his first day maybe in the company so he, he won't talk but take a time take a time to say hey what mm. what what do you yeah. think about that let let people think and even like on um, things that are that have nothing to deal with business in general just go out there maybe once a week or once a month and talk to you to your colleagues talk to them and say how do you feel how 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 do you feel at work? Is everything okay? Are you sure? You know, make them talk because most of the time they won't mm-hmm. say it. That, that, that's it. So um, it's been great talking to you. I know uh, these are really mm-hmm. difficult times and I think it's, but it's been perfect. I think covering um two major issues at, at yeah. once and obviously everything's interconnected yeah. so i just want to end by thanking you very much yeah, for thank you for, being for that the for... first guest on uh, on this program and uh, on this podcast and uh, it's been fantastic um listening and hearing from you and you know i wish you luck today yeah. if you're if you're going out um and you're going to protest just uh, we we wish you to stay safe and um yeah. but but thank you for yeah thank you, know, you. Going, thank going you for, for and, this opportunity it was a very great conversation about things that we um we barely talk about um in this industry so i think um this initiative of having people uh, telling this story their stories that are different from um the main stories of everybody in the industry can be really 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 good and really benefit for, for for people so thank you for that um hope you stay safe too uh and i salute the initiative from spotify to have a blackout tuesday so that you can uh, learn and educate yourself about racism this i think this is something that when i talk about um talking about issues this is exactly what i mean taking this time so thank you for that